0: You wake up, jump out of bed, pull back the curtains and wow, you just can't believe your eyes. This is what I've been yearning for during all this interminable
1: time. I just can't remember being this excited.
0: You've guessed it. After 22 months away from the mountains and snow, Felice and I are finally going skiing. We're heading off to beautiful little Andermatt in Switzerland, which is already open for glacier skiing on the mighty 3,000 metre Gemstock, a classic mountain. It's reached by a two-stage cable car.
1: We can't wait, but to prepare ourselves for some of the changes in skiing, brought about by the pandemic and climate change, we decided to have a chat with Rachel Westbrook, founder of EcoSki, which is, what it says on the tin, a company that is trying to change our whole approach to what we wear on snow. I'm Peter. And I'm Felice.
0: Welcome to our travel podcast. We're specialist travel writers and we've spent half a lifetime exploring every corner of the world.
1: So we want to share with you some of our extraordinary experiences and the amazing people we've met along the way.
0: Rachel Westbrook, thank you very much for coming on the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor.
0: Now We're going skiing. Very shortly, we're back to skiing. Personally, I haven't known as skied for nearly two years. We we last went in... January 2020. That is a long time, but we're off to Andermatt in Switzerland, and it's really exciting. Can't wait to get back on snow again. But in our two-year absence from the snow, like for everybody... Things have changed. We now really are thinking about the environment in which we're going to ski. Rachel, so we're off skiing. Should I be rushing out and buying myself a whole new ski kit, ready to go for my trip to Andermatt?
2: Well, I think if you've got perfectly good kit already, no, (laughs) because the most sustainable item of clothing that you can possibly own is what you already have. I don't know whether I've explained to you before about the four pieces. So our company is formed on, we've got a green run, a blue run, a red run, and a black run. And the green run, which is the most sustainable thing you can do is repair what you already own or wear what you already own. Have a repair service. Um, We've partnered up with two repair companies that can do all of the repair on your behalf. The blue run is pre-owned so we have a small pre-owned section at the moment we've only started so it's not massive and then the next option is the red run which is rent and then the black run which not saying it's bad because the black run obviously is the best run to do is buying new but if you do buy new buy better and keep it for life and it's really just different pieces suit different skiers and for you guys that ski a lot uh, there's nothing wrong with buying new because that's probably going to reduce your footprint. You know, if you're renting kit every week, the the transportation there and back and cleaning and sterilizing and everything at the other end, you know, you're better off just having it at home and spot cleaning it, popping it away, taking it back out. That's the best thing you can do. But you've just got to make sure you look after that kit and wear it and wear it and wear it, repair it if it gets fixed. So buy better, buy new. If you're not skiing all the time, consider Rental, which is the new platform that we've just launched, which is perfect for families, growing families, especially um, the pre-owned. There's nothing wrong with pre-owned kit. I think people kind of have this stigma attached, thinking that it's like secondhand, second quality, but that's not the case at all. I think it's, um, you know, quite we're all changing shapes and sizes. And, you know, quite often we buy top of the range kit two years ago and then can't can't do the zip up so (laughs) it kind of has to go somewhere um so yeah and then just repair so no Peter if you've got a good outfit stick with it
0: (laughs) well I have to say my favorite jacket is black one I can't actually remember who the manufacturer is because I've had it for so long i maybe skied on it for two or three hundred days and it's really really warm really technical and I tend to wear that mostly and then I can change the pants so that you have different color schemes whatever
2: Exactly, just switching your pants around, and 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 if you did just fancy a change, you can give us your old pants, and we can sell them on your behalf. Um, but yeah, it's all it's all about keeping kit in circulation there's some incredible innovations happening with the brands at the moment uh, picture organic for example they 60 percent of their range this season is bio sourced so so they're moving away from their dependency on fossil fuel um, derived fibers which is fantastic and then when it comes to kind of mid layers you know kind of regenerative organic cotton or regenerative wool which means that you're giving back to the planet at the same time. Um, so you're replenishing the soil. Soil um, soil's obviously a massive carbon capture. We just ha- need to just start looking after, um, not taking so much and giving back. So That's why we're pushing those brands, but also at the same time, even if these brands are making stuff out of 100% biosource fabric, um, it's still coming at a cost to the planet. The air miles, the factory, you know, so you don't want to be buying that new and then saying, oh, it's a sustainable jacket, buy 100% biosource and then putting it in the loft and then buying another one next year. That's what we're trying to avoid. So we're promoting the better more responsible techniques and brands and ranges and but we're encouraging skiers to keep it in circulation. So if you do buy new, then you can give it back to us and we can sell it pre-loved or buy new, keep it in circulation and just keep wearing it, just like Peter
1: (laughs) does. During lockdown, some of the pictures I saw online of dolphins swimming into the Grand Canal in Venice for the first time ever. And and all sorts of wildlife taking over cities because there were no cars around and hardly any people. It was amazing to see. And at the time, I really wished that it would stay like that, but of course it doesn't. But I think people have been made more aware of the environment, perhaps because of that sort of thing.
2: I agree. So when I first dreamt up eco-skiing was, gosh, how long ago? Ah, Three or four years ago now, I'd say. And just Prior to COVID, I remember it being at a dinner party and people were asking about eco ski and you know, and I was trying to say, trying to bring the more responsible brands all together and trying to keep kit in circulation. And and even my husband, he'll kill me for telling you this, especially when it's on a podcast, but he kept saying, No one's interested in the environment and nobody's interested in what material that jacket's made out of. And he kept kind of saying, it's all really top quality kit and but suddenly since that conversation pre covid everybody is now kind of that's their first question you know how can i reduce my impact what's my ski kit made of, of like the ingredients in it and and people are genuinely interested so covid in some ways has been good for eco ski from a business perspective also good that people are now opening their eyes and you know i'm very much Learning as I go along, and I'm very open and honest. I'd love to just have answers to everything and say you need to do X, Y, and Z, and this is going to reduce your impact by whatever. You know, when it comes to clothing, you can't, it's like comparing apples with pears. And then there's so much other things to consider. It's not just the actual material that's gone into it, it's the labor. It's the dyeing, it's the air miles, it's the transport, how the factories operated, what renewable energy, the waste. Um, you know, there's huge kind of you get stuck down these rabbit warrens and the traceability, transparency. Um, the sustainability journey for me has been massive and I'm still learning every day, but but I love it.
1: I looked at your website and I thought that the prices for rental are really good I mean for someone who only skis a week a year and doesn't want to keep the same jacket year after year cost them just a few pounds a day to rent a jacket for example well yeah exactly So after a week you've maybe spent 40 or 50 quid on your jacket about about for children I think if they get a jacket pants
2: hat you know you're looking at just over 100 pounds for the week which we've tried to make it as affordable as possible, you know, so that to try and get people to consider rental. And then once they've kind of, it's in their psyche, and they're happy to do it, um, we we have no intention of upping our prices. um, But it's really just to kind of encourage people to consider it. And especially the younger generation, the teenagers, you know, especially with social media and Instagram, they all want to look different Even me. I, I kind of, Every year that goes by, you're wearing the same jacket. It's like, oh, what year was that? You'll probably have the same, same problem, Peter. <laughs> huh. I, my parents, my family photos as a child, my dad is wearing the same outfit every single photo, so we can just tell by his moustache what year it was.
0: <laughs> well, because of our job, we can recognise clothing from year to year. We nod each other on the say, Look at that! Have you ever seen a 1989 jacket like that? They don't make them for that anymore. It's remarkable. <laughs> oh. We spent years filming sea clothing, so we we knew the date of each model, if you like.
2: Oh, incredible! But yeah, I mean, the rental, the the pricing is very attractive. I think for the kind of teenagers out there their change of outfits um, it's going to suit them from you know as opposed to us just hammering home about sustainability and you have to do this and you have to do that and telling people that they're doing things wrong and saying that you can't buy that outfit and you can't do that it's just people don't like to be told what they can't do and so I think it's providing solutions for people so they can continue to do what they love but do it cost effectively and a bit more environmentally friendly so not over consuming not buying this kind of ski kit that you can buy in Lidl not bad mouthing Lidl but they're not ski wear experts so it's not going to be the best kit um, so you want to be buying better but we want to make it more affordable to people that perhaps are skiing once or twice a year
1: you offer repairs which is really good because most people wouldn't know how to repair ski clothing what sort of repairs would you do Well, the ski
2: clothing repairs are quite technical, um, obviously with the taped seams and and the waterproofing and things like that. So we have a repairs partner, local one to us, that can do general patching up and, you know, seams on your base layers and mid layers and even your mid layers should kind of patch up. But the more technical stuff, we're using Lancashire Sports Repair. I don't know whether you know them, but they're up in Cumbria and they do all of the warranty repairs on behalf of... They just taken on Patagonia's work over in the UK and they do Mammut I think they do Hagloff's Marmot um, they've got all the right equipment that Gore-Tex have given them so they get all the temperatures correct so we just know that the kit's going to be repaired properly and our rental partners up at ACS Clothing they've got a really incredible repairs service as well and did you watch Ski Sunday? I bet you did last year. Yeah. So Shemi Olcott is our ambassador and she presented wearing our kit that we then put into auction. So another part of the whole eco-ski DNA is giving back to environmental charities. So using the business as a means of giving back and supporting environmental charities. So She wore her outfits and then we put them into auction. And then 100% of the money that was raised went to the charities that we're supporting. And she had ripped a pair of her pants, I think on a tree. (laughs) you don't see many trees in downhill skiing, really. On the, I don't know what she was doing. Anyway, ACS guys fixed that so they can do a lot of repairs as well. So our rental kit will be repaired by them. And we expect a bit of coffee and wine and it's going to get marked. But these guys are specialist cleaners. If they can't get the stains out, nobody will. So the repairing is a big part, the cleaning is a big part, and the sterilizing is a big part. So they put it through this ozone chamber that kills. It's, It's like hospital grade kit. So actually the rental kit that you receive will be cleaner than buying it new because nobody's touched it which is brilliant so especially in the covid world it works so yeah
0: i guess finally if you have a an old fleece or several old fleeces that are completely exhausted and really unusable you can always send them on to switzerland where they're using mile upon mile of fleece material to cover the glaciers yes during the summer months and keeping the snow yeah and and now at the beginning of the season people are skiing on two-year-old snow when they go up the mountain in, in at the very beginning of the season, the base layer is two years old, which is quite remarkable. It's all thanks to recycling fleeces.
2: Yes. No, well, that's a good, we should partner up with them. We, we've partnered with an end-of-life recycling company um, over here in the UK. And the way that they work in their recycling is on a pyramid system. So tier one is fibre to fibre. So they shred it and it comes out as fibre and then it's um, reused into clothing. Tier two goes into insulation for building materials and insulation for dog beds and things like that. With our ski jackets, for example, most of them are plastic based. And plastic, when it comes to recycling, you can't keep recycling plastic. It's kind of, you know, not like glass and and aluminum that you can recycle and recycle and recycle the the plastics a bit harder because it loses its strength and dexterity and then the third tier is made into bio pellets for fuel so we have kit under our watch you know on our rental platform or if you, peter send something back that we can't repair, then it will go to the recycling guys. And the key is really just to send zero to landfill. You, there's too much waste. We've all been operating on it, you know, this linear economy, we take, we make what we want, and then we discard a bit. And we really need to just keep, start taking less, giving back to the planet what we take and um, keeping what we do take in circulation for as long as possible. That's what we're trying to achieve with eco ski, making it easier for people, providing a solution for them, but making it cost effective as well. And just learning together, partnering with, I think it's just this mindset shift for all of us, isn't it, as skiers? You know, skiing is not an environmentally friendly sport. If I really was going to hugely reduce my impact. I wouldn't go skiing in the first place, but, you know, without skiing, oh, I just, life's for living at the same time. We just need to find better ways of doing it. And there's so many things that we can do, you know, choosing the right resorts, choosing the right hotels, eating locally produced food, wearing the right kit, not wasting.
0: And the amount of waste material that's picked up off the mountain each summer is really quite appalling. I mean, I'm glad it's done, but it's tons and tons and tons of discarded objects off picnics and people dropping things off chairlifts and everything. It's just a remarkable amount of stuff that's found each year.
2: I know. And it's all run by volunteers doing the cleanups in the resorts, isn't it? Because when I was looking at the charity aspect of Trying to partner with people. That was something that we wanted to be able to support the cleanups, but it's very resource specific and we haven't partnered with a cleanup. But I, yeah, I mean, just the, the sheer volume of waste is, yeah, eye watering, isn't it?
1: And you have an eco glossary. We
2: do have an eco glossary. So, so that what was. What is that exactly? It was my way of on my journey with eco ski coming across all this different. Terminology, all the things to look out for, um, the meaning of everything. So I just started collating it all on in a notebook, and um, then I thought, you know, this I'll just start putting it on the website. So slowly but surely, we're adding. Just seems to get longer and longer and longer. But it's there. Uh, it's like a little, yeah, just a glossary that it's my interpretation. So if anybody reads it and says it's got it wrong, then let me know. We can amend it. But it's, um, I, th- I think it's correct. Um, but there's a lot there's a lot to consider, you know, like all the different accreditations um, for all the different fabrics and the more environmentally ways of operating the factory and producing the clothing. You know, trying to keep reduce the footprint, the waste, uh, the materials used, the dyes used. Um, there's, there's there's just so much to consider. So it's all in the glossary. You can probably get lost in there.
1: If People want to find out more about you. How do they do that?
2: Well, we are on all the social media channels. So we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, gosh, where else? And obviously our website. So ecoski.co.uk. It's quite easy to remember. But yeah, I mean, just kind of like supporting and any questions, we're very much kind of here for people to ask. And if we don't know the answer, we'll, we'll find out or we'll find the right person to answer that. We see it very much as... A learning platform for us all to learn together.
0: Richard Westbrook, thank you very much indeed for appearing on the show and we wish you the very best of luck with EcoSki in the future.
2: Oh well thank you so much for having me, it's been a pleasure and I could talk all day but um, yeah we must stop.
0: <laughs> we must stop because we have to go skiing.
2: <laughs> yes you do,
1: quick go pack your black jacket. That's all for now, if you've enjoyed the show please visit our website actionpacktravel.com or you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Amazon or any of the many podcast platforms. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We'd love you to sign up for our regular emails too at peter at actionpacktravel.com. Until next week, stay safe. Stone.